You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. I'm Anthony Kashman. Thanks for tuning in to our weekly look at the Kansas City Royals. I am joined, as I am each and every week, by Jeffrey Flanagan. And, Jeffrey, the Royals, of course, still very much in the postseason pursuit here down the stretch and a relatively light schedule uh, these next couple weeks. Uh, beginning here Tuesday when we're recording this, they have 13 straight games against sub-500 teams. So it's kind of now or never, basically. Yeah, it really is. Uh, this is the part of the soft part of the schedule in September, and uh, they're coming off a very difficult week where they lost uh, four really gut-wrenching games, could have won all four of them uh, against the Yankees and Tigers and ended up with a 2-4 and four homestand. And uh, lost two games in the extra innings. They they blew a couple of late leads, um, left runners at you know bases loaded, nobody out situations, and mm. uh, now they uh, bounce back on Monday with a big win over the Twins. And you mentioned the, the stretch of the games coming up. They've got uh, a lot of Twins, a lot of Oakland A's, a lot of White Sox. So uh, this is the time that they really really have to make their move uh, over this stretch. I would think that you know a minimum ten and four, eleven and three. 12 and two, something like that could launch them right back, uh, you know, into that second wild card spot. Well, they're going to have to do it without the rally mantis, or I should say without uh, rally mantis two or rally mantis junior or rally mantis, the sequel, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he's been sent off to his happy retirement story. Got a lot of traction on Monday. I'm starting to think that the, maybe the, the mantis wasn't the sole reason the, the Royals went on that crazy run in August, but, uh, uh, that they've decided to part ways. Take me through that decision. Yeah, if, if you love something, set it free, right? Uh, which <laughs> they and also I think the, the Mantis had lost a little bit, a little bit of its magic last week. I think uh, Slugger, the team mascot, the other team mascot, uh, who has his own Twitter account, uh, uh, tweeted out during one of the games that if, if, if they don't rally here, he was, was going to squish the Mantis or something. So um, yeah, they did decide not to take it on the. On this road trip uh, through Minnesota and Chicago, and uh, yeah, sort of the, the magic ended, and it's at a nature center here in Kansas City, and uh, uh, it's going to live out its uh, remaining life uh, in luxury. Oh, that's good. He probably has it better than a lot of us. I, I would think, uh, uh, maybe certainly better than than the average traveling sports writer. I think. I think his accommodations look very nice. So. Um, well, the Royals did have a huge win Monday against the Twins, and you know. Concerning, they had dropped four of their previous five. You mentioned the, the tough weekend against Detroit. I guess just kind of take me in that clubhouse right now because they did go on that wild ride through August. Uh, despite all the adversity they had this season, suddenly they resuscitated themselves. We knew going into September the odds were still very much stacked against them mathematically, and it, it takes kind of a, a monumental uh, September surge as well on top of what they had already done in August. So uh, just, just where's the mindset at right now? And, and I guess the uh, – the energy level because it does take a lot out of you to, to go on that kind of a run. Yeah, it really does. And, uh, you know, I think we talked last week or at least in the last couple of weeks that there was going to be kind of a pause here. I mean, you can't just keep playing uh, 18 and four baseball over the course yeah. of a season. That's just, it's just not feasible. And I, I knew there was going to be kind of a pause coming up where they'd, they'd slip and lose some games. And certainly last week was it, but everybody I talked to in the clubhouse, uh, as, as frustrated as they were with those games, uh, they felt that the, there was going to be they had one last big run left in them, 
uh, in September, and that's the time to do it, of course. But uh, now that with the stretch of games they got coming up uh, against lesser opponents, so to speak, uh, then they finish out against you know the Clevelands and Detroits, and that's of course those are going to be monumental games if they if they have a good run here over the next two weeks. So the mood is still good in the clubhouse, and uh, I don't I don't think. Uh, there's a guy in there who doesn't believe they can do it. You mentioned the odds are against them. Of course they are, and uh, they've felt those odds before uh, in 2014, of course, and and uh, last year in Game 4 of the LDS, uh, I'm guessing their win percentage against Houston in that Game 4 late in the game was probably about 0.1%, and they managed to, to win those game, that game. And, and I think they you know, just look at the World Series, too, and how many times they had to come back in that. So, uh, they, they're a confident group, they, and they still feel they can get it done. You know, so much of that August uh, upswing resided in the bullpen, uh, and it was just a, an absolute dominant force, and you know, these things all, all kind of have their, their peaks and valleys from time to time. But uh, the bullpen, since we last spoke, Jeffrey, uh, four losses and, and three blown saves in, in the last week. So that's certainly been, been a part of the recent struggles. What have you made of uh, what's going on in the back end? Yeah, it's uh, you know Wade Davis's first first game back from the from the DL uh, comes into a you know a high leverage situation of course in the ninth inning and gives up a two run single to to Miguel Cabrera and they they lose that game and uh, make a really spirited comeback from a four one deficit on Sunday and take the lead five four and they're in the eighth and uh, Joaquin Soria who's uh, kind of been the fans' pinata this year uh, he's had a, he's had his struggles and. Uh, he uh, served up a two-run homer to Justin Upton, which was on a really pretty decent pitch. It was down and low, maybe even out of the strike zone, and Upton powered it out to right center. So a couple of hiccups there from the bullpen, which probably not totally unexpected after they you know, went 41 and whatever it was, 41 and two-thirds straight scoreless innings uh, over the course of August and into September. So uh, they do have Davis back now. Uh, they're, they're trying to uh, – uh, limit the number of innings uh, with the rookie Matt Strom, who's been, been sensational. Uh, he's been shut down for a couple days, uh, so they got a little bit more depth now with some September call-ups. Uh, but having Davis back, you know, obviously lengthens uh, the back of the bullpen out, and now you can go, you can push Soria for most games to the sixth or seventh inning, and uh, then Herrera and then Davis, and I think they're going to be fine going down the stretch there. Yeah, that was a, an aggressive move on, on Yost's part. I mean, understandable given Davis's pedigree, but to bring him back first time back, uh, I, I think since what July 26, 27, something like that, and thrust into a save situation. I know he caught some heat after the fact. What, what did you think of that move? Well, I mean, he is your all-star closer, and he is Wade yeah. Davis. And you know, I, I yeah, the fans, especially Royals Twitter, blew up about that one, but. Look at it this way: If if he had uh, brought Herrera in that situation and not Davis, and say Herrera gives up two runs, you know fans are going to raise holy hell on Twitter and say, "What are you doing? You've got this all-star closer and you know the best closer in the game, and you don't even use him. Why did you activate him?" You know, blah. so you, as a manager, you really you can't win there. And you know, I, I like to tell fans, you know, sometimes it's the player's responsibility just to perform. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so another, you know, I would say pronounced issue with the Royals right now is Lorenzo Cain's wrist injury, which has held him out of the lineup for several days now. Um, they're hoping to get him into this series against the Twins here this week. But interesting to note, the Royals are 14-23 and 23 without Cain in the starting lineup this season. So that, that injury is kind of, uh, you know, 
taken some some shine off of this club here in the last week. Yeah, they they definitely miss him, and I, you know, Ned Ned Yost is hopeful to get him back for this series in Minnesota. But I, you know, I've talked to, to Lorenzo uh, several times privately in the last few days, and I just quite frankly don't see it. I I think he's going to wait till he can <clears throat> probably till at least this weekend against the White Sox, um, just because it's it's he doesn't have enough strength in it probably to. You know, he wants to be able to at least hold the bat, and you know, he wasn't able to even close his fist until about a day or two ago. So, uh, it's going to take some time. There's some there's some damage in there, and uh, it's it's swelled up, and he's had he's had a quarter zone shot. Uh, he had that last week. So <clears throat> once that takes effect, um, you know, he'll be able to start you know hitting off a tee and you know take some BP again. But I really would be surprised if he's back for for the remainder of the Twin Series. Has to be a frustrating year for him in general. You know, coming off of 2015, where he, uh, and beyond what what's going on with the ball club at large, this season, uh, you know, Kane finished third in the MVP voting last year. This year, he's limited to 102 games, and uh, obviously, his offensive numbers in, in general have, have have taken a tumble as a result of some of the things he's played through. Um, so, just kind of a tough year all around for the uh, former MVP candidate. Yeah, the, the, the definitely the uh, the hamstring injury set him back quite a ways, and and now this wrist and type of nagging injuries he had early in his career and he was able to avoid for the most part in 14 and 15 and uh now they've come back to bite him again and and uh the timing's bad for the ball club obviously it's it's bad for him personally as as the organization you know tries to uh, decide who to give long-term contracts with everybody who's coming up with free agency after next year and uh it would uh it would be good for him if he uh could bounce back and, and be healthy the rest of the September once he gets once he gets back and, and have a strong 2017. So uh, he gets paid. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we'll continue to keep tabs on the Royals and their October pursuit. Jeffrey Flanagan is all over at MLB.com. I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. It's MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.